Hello, this is Jana, and welcome to the start of a brand new original series here on Story Nori. Our stories, like Wicked Uncle Astro Peppa and Katie, are always amongst our most popular. We hope you are going to enjoy this new series just as much. It's going to be read by me, Jana, and it's written by Bertie, of course. It's set in central London around Hyde Park and Paddington, places that Bertie knows really well. So, expect lots of authentic details. It's about a London hotel called the Dutch Hotel. There's something special about the hotel. Can you guess what it is? Well, I'll give you a clue. We're launching this series in the run-up to Halloween. So if you like spooky stories, you are going to love this new series. I could tell you more, but why waste time? Let's get going with the story. The Dutch Hotel. The Joneses lived in central London in a muse house. You can find muse houses down little side streets that run behind the big houses. Once upon a time, they were stables or garages with living quarters for the servants on the upper floor. Nowadays, they are expensive and fashionable homes, smallish but pretty. You might even find a film star living in a muse house. The Joneses were not rich. Dad, whose name was Alan, was a chauffeur. His boss, Harry Harrington, was a very wealthy man. He had made tons of money in property, houses and hotels and the like. His name appeared in the rich lists in the Sunday newspapers. Dad had worked for Harry Harrington for years. In the early days, he had been a messenger boy, but Dad loved cars and was good with mechanics. So Harry made him his chauffeur. Any time, night or day, he was ready to take Harry and his latest and ever younger wife to wherever they wanted to go, near or far. On normal days, they rode in the Mercedes. On Sundays and special occasions, they took the Rolls Royce. But when Harry Harrington died, aged ninety-one, his grown-up children did not want a chauffeur. They preferred to race around in their sports cars, revving up the engines down little streets, and making pedestrians jump out of their way. But they did want the Muse House, because it was valuable. And so it seemed that Dad was out of a job, and the Joneses were going to be homeless. Alan's wife Angeliki worked as an administrator in a hotel, but did not make nearly enough money to pay for a house in central London. At first, the children weren't too worried. They had a natural optimism that everything would work out one way or another. Don't worry, Dad," said Yogi. Who was eleven years old? We are good people, and nothing bad will happen to us. But the more they saw their parents looking anxious and tired, the more the kids caught the worry bug. 
It turned out that the kid's first instinct was the correct one. Although Harry Harrington's numerous sons and daughters seemed indifferent to their fate, there had been one other important person in his life. Zelda, his seventh and final wife, had inherited a good part of his fortune, and invited him to come and see her, to discuss his future. Alan, my husband really loved you. She said as she sunk into the deep sofa. She sat across from him, holding a bone china teacup. He always said that he trusted you with his life. I think it is terrible that his children are throwing you on the scrap heap like a used car. Alan knew there was bad feeling between Zelda and Harry's children. Their differences were about money. Differences usually are. Alan nodded and said, "Well, it does seem a bit harsh, especially on my kids." Do not worry. I have very special job for you. Do you know the Dutch Hotel? I know most of the hotels in London, but I don't believe I've seen that one," said Alan. "Well, it is very beautiful building in Lancaster Gate." Maybe it has seen better times, but the location is perfect, don't you think? Alan, of course, knew where Lancaster Gate was. It was near where he lived. It wasn't exactly Mayfair, where the best-known hotels were, but it was close to Hyde Park, and convenient for the sights of London. He nodded. So, I would like you to be manager of this hotel, and of course you can live there with your family. Alan was really taken aback. He had never done anything like manage a hotel, but at least his wife Angeliki worked in one. Well, Angeliki knows more about hotels than I do. He admitted. And I suppose we could work together. It can't be rocket science. You are right. It is not rocket science," said Zelda. The most important thing is that I can trust you. That is what matters to me in this world right now. But there is one special feature about this hotel, which I must tell you about. I could let you find out for yourself, but that wouldn't be fair. Special feature? I can hear Harry talking when you say that. I know what you really mean is that there's a problem, and、uh, not a small one. You are right," said Zelda. "I have picked up Harry's way of talking. Yes, there is a problem that you need to know about. Which is the Dutch Hotel is haunted. What do you mean?" Haunted. Well, there are ghosts there. Really? Yes, really. Perhaps you don't believe in ghosts, but I promise you that you will soon. I have stayed in this hotel. That is why I believe in them. But don't worry too much. They are mostly friendly. So. 
Now I have told you the good, the bad and the ugly. What will be your decision? Will you take the job? I'll have to speak to my wife Angeliki. But I don't think we have many choices right now, so I expect the answer will be yes. Angeliki was from a Greek Cypriot family. She was strong-willed, efficient and no-nonsense. But she had a big heart. What you mean I must give up my job? She exclaimed when Alan told her the plan. Yes, but we can live in the Dutch hotel and have a share of the profits on top of our salaries. It solves all our problems. Uh, there's just one thing. Um the hotel's haunted. Ha! said Angeliki. Don't worry about that. All hotels are haunted, but you won't see any ghosts. What's it like this building? Well, let's go and take a look. said Alan. It's only a few streets away. So, what do you think? Will Alan take the job and will the Joneses move into the Dutch hotel that might be haunted? Well, you won't have to wait long to find out because I'm going to continue the story in about a minute's time. So don't go away. But first, here's some news about a great new musical podcast you should check out. It comes from our sponsor, Wondery. Melon's House Party is a new musical podcast for the whole family to enjoy together. Sing along with Melon, an eight-pound dog with a thousand-pound heart, and her friends as they have a party while their humans are away. At Melon's house party, all the objects in the house can sing, from the couch to the fridge. It's so great that you will want to sing too. This is one party you won't want to miss. Everyone here at Story Nori loves animals and loves singing. So, of course, we're going to be following Melon's musical adventures, and I'm going to be voting for Melon when she runs for mayor of her dog park. I hope Melon can count on your vote too. Listen to Melon's house party on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or you can listen ad-free and early right now by subscribing to Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts. Or Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. So back to our story. Let's find out if the Joneses are going to move into the Dutch hotel. Although it wasn't far, they decided to put on their best clothes and take the Rolls Royce. There was nothing like creating a good first impression, and besides, Alan wouldn't have many more opportunities to drive his beloved car. Daddy, can't you ask Zelda if you can keep it? Asked Nafsi, his daughter. Well, perhaps. Said Alan. But it does use a lot of petrol, and I'll have to pay for it now. Who cares? Said Yogi. We're going to own a hotel. We're going to be rich. No, no, not quite. Said Alan, "We're going to manage a hotel. It still belongs to Zelda."
Oh, same difference," said Yogi. They pulled up outside the Dutch hotel. It was a tall, impressive building on a corner. The windows were large and ornate, and the doors were inviting. But there was no attendant, and nobody to greet the car. It doesn't look open," said Angeliki. "Let's go and see," urged Nafsi. They all got out of the rolls and went to peer through the glass front door. "Those are builders inside," said Angeliki. The hallway was grand enough, with plenty of marble, tiles, and pillars. But there were sheets on the floor, and some men were putting up wallpaper. Let's go inside," said Yogi. Alan was in a bolder than usual mood. He pushed the door, and it opened. Um, hello," said Angeliki to one of the men. Zelda Harrington said we could come and take a look at the building. She wants us to run the hotel. I don't know about that. You can talk to Marek. Marek was in charge of the builders. He gave the family yellow hard hats and took them on a tour of the first couple of floors. It's nearly ready, he said. We've been working on it for the best part of a year. It was true. Most of what was happening now was finishing touches, like painting and laying carpets. The hard hats hardly seemed necessary. It's looking great. Said Alan, admiring the high ornate ceilings, the bronze stair rails, and the little statues. They went into a suite of rooms. It was twice as expansive as their house. Can this be our bedroom? Asked Yogi. Angeliki explained. Well, we're probably going to live here. Well, good luck," said Marek. "It's a grand building, but you couldn't pay me enough to live here." "Why is that?" asked Angelica. "Because it's well and truly haunted." "Great!" Great! chimed the kids. "We'll have the." Best Halloween parties. You might say great, but you'll be lucky if you have any restful nights.、Uh, you should hear the stories the night watchmen come up with. In fact, Big Stew, the night watchman, will be on duty soon. You can hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. They didn't have to wait long. Big Stew, the night watchman, turned up about ten minutes later, clutching his flask of tea. Big Stew was actually quite small; his nickname was clearly a joke. But he did look wiry and tough, and certainly not the type to be easily frightened by some tall, spooky story. Stew," said Marek, "these nice people are, are thinking of living and working here." When we've done the refurbishment, can you scare some sense into them with your best ghost stories? Yay! We like scary stories," said Yogi. 
Aye, well, you've come to the right place, said Stew. I have here in front of me a bank of video monitors. They show me the corridors and the stairways and the nooks and the crannies of the hotel. Now it's closed. There is not supposed to be anyone wandering around in the wee hours of the morning. Do you agree? It should be empty. True, <laughs> true. But here's the thing. When the clock touches the cusp of midnight, the monitors fill up with shades of people going about their business. What do you mean by the shades of people? Asked Nafsi. I mean they look like people, but they canna be, because no one's supposed to be there. What sort of people? I would say, for the most part, they are servants, maids, and waiters, fetching and carrying and sweeping and cleaning and the like. But there are guests too, ladies and gentlemen, dressed up to the nines in the fashions of years gone by. Oh, that's so spooky! Can we see videos of them? Asked Yogi. So <laughs> that's the thing. Every night I, I watch the shades, as I call them. They're as real as you are right now. But when I play back the video recordings, there's neither soul nor a mouse, living or dead, to be seen. Now, are you frightened? One look at Mum's face showed that she wasn't scared a little bit. There was a tiny little smile at the end of her lips, which revealed that she was slightly amused by the ghostly tale, and did not believe it. But Dad looked more concerned. Thank you for sharing your story, he said. We'll have to hope that the ghosts are harmless. As far as I know, they never did anyone in their beds, not yet, at any rate," said Stew. When the family were gathered safely in the Rolls Royce, Nafsi asked, "Daddy, are you sure you want us to live in that creepy hotel?" "Well," said Dad, "where else can we live?" And that was the first episode of the Dutch Hotel. Was that spooky enough for you? Do you want it to get more spooky? Well, let's see if we can turn up the spooky factor in time for Halloween. And I'm delighted to dedicate this story to Sophia. Her dad, Mike, writes, "Hello, Prince Bertie." Thank you and all the wonderful storytellers at Story Nori. My daughter Sophia, age nine, and I live in beautiful Missoula, Montana, and we have been enjoying listening to you all for several years now. Sophia is particularly fond of Katie the Ordinary Witch stories. I thought the Pagan stories were exceptional. We both love learning about the folk tales and legends from cultures around the world as well. Sophia encouraged me to support Story Nori on Patreon. Well, thank you so much, Sophia and Mike. That's fantastic. From me, Jana 
Tune in soon at StoryNori.com for the next spooky episode of the Dutch Hotel.